Hey everybody and welcome to the Nine Leaders Podcast. It is so great to have you guys listening and reading and watching and however you're choosing to uh, to take in this information. Um, it means a lot to me that you would uh, consistently or inconsistently uh, take part in this and just listen and, and read and, and watch. Um, I took a big risk um, deciding to start this thing and that you guys would continue to support it is, is a huge deal to me. So thank you so much for being here and listening and taking part in this couple of housekeeping things before we dive right in. Uh, we have a website and on that website, you can inquire about leadership coaching, spiritual direction, life coaching, and sign up for our newsletter Um, which uh, gives you all of the different information about what we're doing that week, have a couple little uh, fun uh, thoughts and things that aren't necessarily going into um, the the podcast. So for instance, when I did the nine week, I I talked about how each of the nine types can be peacemakers. Um, And now as, as we're going through ones, I'll probably send something out about how each of the nine types can move towards uh, towards perfection or towards justice or something in, in relationship to that. So the newsletter's fun. Uh, yeah, sign up for that. It's a great time. Uh, this coming Tuesday, so I've been teaching an Enneagram class at Discovery Church in Colorado Springs. This coming Tuesday, we will not have one because I am out of town, which is why you guys are getting this pre-recorded thing. Uh, I am out of town, so we will not be having the meeting that would be the, let me pull up my calendar here, probably should have done this earlier, uh, Tuesday the 14th, so we'll get back to it Tuesday the 21st, um, we'll get back to that, and we will be covering type number four, so I'll give you guys more info on that once we get closer to that, and uh, just like we did with the nines, I would love to be able to do a Q&A about ones, so send me any questions that you guys might have about type one, things that you'd like to know about them, you can send those to wade at nineleaders.com, you can send them to me, direct message on Instagram, you can send them to me on Facebook, and I'm going to put up a story on Instagram about uh, questions for ones, so you guys could fill stuff in there as well. Okay, great. This is all the housekeeping that we could ever need. So let's jump into today's content. Um, Okay. I'm so sorry. My script is all buck wild. Okay, here we are. All right. So let's talk about ones as leaders and in a leadership role. So ones often find themselves in a leadership position. And this is mostly because their vision for a better future can be really contagious. Uh, they tend to lead teams and organizations that are really justice focused. So, nonprofits, peacemaking endeavors, churches, etc. Their desire to make the world better and right the wrongs that they see pushes them towards this type of work, and it inspires others to follow them. So, no one really likes injustice in the world. And when we see somebody doing something about it, it's inspiring, and we often want to follow that person, and that person is often a one. Uh, healthy ones in leadership are principled. They're focused on efficiency and they're full of energy. They hold their teams to a high standard and are able to call them into that standard with a fair and balanced grace. In good space, ones can correct underperforming teams in a way that makes them feel inspired to continue to get better and to improve. They believe that their leader supports them in this. People working with a healthy one won't feel attacked in spite of one's frequent corrections, but will feel safe and supported. So the man who mentors me in shadow work is a one. Uh, So shadow work 
I can't get too deep into that. It would take too long, but it's a really delicate and, and difficult procedure. It's really easy to get lost or to make a mistake when you're working with somebody in, in that kind of work. So I, when, when I'm engaging with a participant in shadow work, I, I frequently make mistakes and I miss cues. I'm, I'm still learning how to do it. But this man that I work under, who's a one, is really quick to step in and correct my work if I'm taking it in a, in a weird or, or wrong direction. And the way he does this is extremely kind and gentle. He swoops in, makes a quick tweak, and then hands the work back to me. Uh, and then after each session, he gives me really balanced feedback. He doesn't hold back what I could have done better, but he also doesn't hold back what I did really well. So this type of leadership doesn't keep me in fear of making a mistake or messing up, but makes me feel safer to try new things, knowing that that he's going to be there to fix it if I mess it up and help me get it right the next time. And it's totally free of judgment and not focused on indictments or attacks of me as a person, but on the work that I'm doing. So this is the kind of safe and growing environment that a one in good space can create for people. Unfortunately, ones are not always healthy, and sometimes their inner critic gets the best of them. Remember, ones may seem hard on people, but they are so much harder on themselves. They have this super strong skill of negative self-talk, and as that voice becomes louder, their behavior can get more and more aggressive. A one in leadership may take their team's underperformance as an indictment against their leadership, and this can cause them to lash out at their teams. And they'll use anger to force their teams to get better so that they can feel better about themselves. So many types are good at taking on the energy of failures, but not taking on the failures of others. So I, as a four, if I fail, I can take on that energy and beat up on myself for failing. But if my friend fails, I'll feel, I'll feel bad for them and and upset that they failed and don't wish that upon them. But I don't take that energy on in the same way but not ones. Ones will take the failure of their teams onto themselves and spiral downward. They'll take responsibility for it and totally own that on a, on a deep personal level. You know, leaders should be taking responsibility for their teams underperformance, but ones will take it on in a much more personal way. I had a one that worked for me at the church and he would lead the team in my absence. He was super, super talented and really able to lead the band and lead the musicians. He was an excellent and incredible leader. So in our organization, most, if not all of the musicians on the team were volunteers. So it was always a risk and a challenge to get, you know, four to eight musicians to learn their parts without any incentive. We were asking them to come to a rehearsal on a Thursday and then do a service on Saturday and a service on a Sunday. And then in addition to that, all of the preparation work that it takes to get music ready before that. And we were asking them all to do that for free. So it's it's difficult to do that, and there has to be a level of, of expected imperfection. Uh, we're not paying these people a ton of money to sit down and learn the parts note for note perfectly. So there'd be mistakes, and that's that's fine. The one that I had on my team when he would lead for me, he would hear every missed note, and he would hear every late beat, and every sloppy transition, and he would take that energy on to himself, and this negative self-talk would start. And he'd begin to say things to himself like, why can't I lead better? Why can't I get them to play the songs right? What could I have done better? I bet that Wade could have done this better than me. I bet a lot of people could have done this better than me. I really suck at this. I should just quit. And all of those thoughts would occur in the space of just a few bars of music 
on the first run through at rehearsal. So it sets in really quickly with ones. Now, this one happened to be in good enough space not to to do this, but unhealthy ones would project their anger at themselves outward onto other people. In that situation, an unhealthy one may have berated the musicians, criticizing their failures. They may have sent some of them home and took their roles on themselves, believing that they could do it better. Or they may have had just a complete meltdown and given up entirely. So ones in leadership, like all ones, need to remember that they aren't perfect and that that's okay. They need to remember that their team isn't perfect and that's also okay. The work that they do isn't going to be perfect and that is okay. Ones need to learn to move towards perfection and miss the mark. And then once they miss the mark, they need to learn to stand up, laugh at their mistake, and then try again. Ones need to learn to make friends with that inner critic to thank it for pushing you and reminding you that, that you need to, to try hard. But you also need to remind that voice that perfection is impossible and that progress will have to suffice. So that's a couple thoughts on ones in leadership. Um, a bit of a short one today because I haven't had a ton of time to, to focus on it too much. But thank you guys for listening. Again, if you have questions about ones or even just thoughts about ones on leadership that I may have missed, Instagram, Facebook, email, wait at nineleaders.com. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on the topic. Also, I didn't say this on the one because that was a pre-recorded bit from the audio course, but I would love to have a one, a healthy one that's in leadership to interview on the podcast. Uh, so if you know anybody who um, is pretty successful and has, has led teams really, really effectively and is a one, let me know. I'll reach out to that person. Or if you are that person, reach out to me. We'll, we'll set up an interview. I'd love to have you on the show and to talk to you about what it looks like to be uh, a one, a self-aware, healthy one in leadership. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Facebook folks, for watching. And I will talk to you tomorrow.